So JD, I hear people don't understand what the show concept is, so I'm going to explain it again. Yeah, explain <laughs> it again because I fucked it up last time. All right, sounds good. Two professional fighters from the UFC, 16 amateur fighters. Each professional UFC fighter picks eight of the 16, and they have a team. Those teams then compete in a tournament against each other. Only one person can win the tournament, and that one person becomes the ultimate fighter, which means he gets a six-figure contract with the UFC. The coach of the winning team gets a shit ton of money. Any questions? <laughs> All right. Sounds about right. JD's back. Welcome back, JD. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. We watched episode four of The Ultimate Fighter season 10. And we have a lot of notes. <laughs> we do. We do indeed. <laughs> this uh, one had a lot of stuff in it. It did. I felt it went longer than usual. Yeah, but, yeah. No, because the, um, the previous episodes, they usually have, like, you know, like, you know, backgrounds on characters. They usually set up, like, the fights with a lot of, like, practice shots. But this one had a lot of, like, different, like, scenes and material in it. This had a lot of as you said scenes and segments and very little fighting which is which i guess like they they made up for the very little fighting they <laughs> yeah. made time with those uh, with the scenes you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly <laughs> before we get into this one do you have any questions about the previous episodes we went over like do you have any questions in general regarding the show's uh, structure no for me personally not really i've been i've been keeping up with everything that's been happening so far perfect awesome that's all i need to hear episode four it has a title i'm not gonna say it because it's gonna spoil the show <laughs> so we start off with uh, a recap of roy nelson versus kimbo slice from the last episode um they might as well just play the entire fight again because they they literally played almost the entirety of the fight and they had fighters talk over it and explain yeah. what was happening. I mean that that fight was pretty much the moneymaker for the show. You gotta like, you know, flaunt it as much as you can for the dollars. <laughs> Absolutely, you're right. You're right. Um They also show the scene from from the aftermath of that fight that they didn't show in the previous episode when Roy Nelson and Rampage Jackson get into it with each other. Roy Nelson is like, hey guys, thank you for counting for, with my team. And Rampage is like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> um, in the locker room, this is all re still a recap of uh, Roy versus Kimbo. In the locker room, Team Rampage is proud of Kimbo. Tiki, I said Tiki lies, but the team is proud of Kimbo. I, I forgot what Tiki was lying about. I think he said, um... oh yeah, he said, oh, Roy Nelson is afraid to go on, on the feet with you. Roy Nelson isn't happy with that win, Kimbo. You got it. And I was like, no, no, I think he's pretty happy with that win. He beat Kimbo <laughs> yeah. Slice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any thoughts on this recap, JD? Uh, not for me personally. Uh, I heard you love the fight. I did. I did uh, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the house, they listen to us, apparently, and we have more segments from the house. Kimbo... Mm -hmm. And dude that lost from the first fight have a conversation. Yeah. 
Big Abe. I noticed that too. That was like his first camera shot since his fight. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't in like the previous two episodes, I don't think. I'm glad you remember his name because I had no clue what his name was. <laughs> I remembered had... Madsen and that was it. Yeah, he still had that wound on his head. That thing is mm-hmm. deep on his head. Yep. As a ch- I forgot. Oh, that was an elbow, yeah. Elbows cut deep, bro. Yeah. Um then Big Marcus, big baby walks in and he's sweating like a motherfucker. He is. Kimbo Slice is like, Did you just get out of the shower? And Marcus is like, nah, I just started sweating. And everyone in the house is concerned. Like then both teams, members of both teams are concerned about Big Marcus's uh well being. Yeah, that's an unusual one. I've I don't I don't know if I've ever seen anyone just sweat out of nowhere, you know? <laughs> I'd love to have the the fighting fan expertise and tell you why this happened to Big Marcus, but I have no clue. Ah, okay. <laughs> um I think Brendan Schaub said it's a sweat attack. And sweat attack. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. I'm not a fighter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh frightening to say the least right right uh brendan schaub also says big big baby's body is not used to training twice a day which is probably why big marcus had that much sweat coming out of him right right uh kimbo also says in a sit-down interview as this is happening he says i hope he doesn't say i hope marcus can't do this so i can jump in and replace him but that's essentially what he implies because uh yeah Kimbo wants another shot at this tournament, even though he's eliminated. That he does. That he does. Team Rashad training session. They stretch, and Rashad Evans is very happy that he has three wins over Team Rampage's zero wins. Uh, They do sprawling drills and swing drills, and he hypes up fighters on his team that haven't fought yet. Anyone that stand out to you, JD? Um, not particularly. I mean, Rashad has had, he knew what he was doing when he was picking everybody. He was picking everyone for the skills. And I think that whole segment was just like introducing the rest of Rashad's team, like everyone who hasn't fought yet. And, you know, they all pretty much seem to be on the same page. You know, they do skills over personality. <laughs> uh, yeah. And remember last episode when, when we said, Oh, we can't think of anyone who would fu- who can fight now because they haven't gotten enough camera time. Well, they right. made up for it here. <laughs> they decided just to do everybody all at once. <laughs> <laughs> and good. Like, they gave us cliff notes on everyone. Like, Brenda yep. Shop is a good dude. He's on uh, Greg Jackson's team, and he can strike. Matt Mitrione is a big dude. He can spro- He can wrestle. He can whatever. And they mentioned two other guys that I can't yep. remember, but y- you get uh... the idea. Yep, Justin was one of them, and then yeah, Justin the, there was the fourth guy who I can't remember, but his last name was like Russell or something. I know I who you're re- talking about. I got no clue what his name was. I can probably <laughs> look at my previous notes and find his name, but whatever. We'll we'll get to him when his fight comes. He yeah, wasn't yeah. even mentioned this entire episode, so we're, I think we're fine. <laughs> um, What else happened here? Uh, Oh, yes, 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 yes. Trevor Whitman is backstage backstage is in the locker room with uh rashad and the third coach i think it was it wasn't greg jackson it was a bald dude and they were talking about the fights they're gonna make since they have control of the fights now um 
They want Matt Mitrione, which we just talked about, to fight Big Baby. They want Justin Wren to fight Scott Junk from Team Rampage. And they want uh, Brendan Schaub to fight... Fuck. I, I think D'Amico, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that was the fight that we just watched, right? D'Amico and Right, but I don't think that was the original... Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm not sure. I don't remember what the original was. (laughs) Anyway, they tell Match Metreon specifically, don't tell the other, don't tell anyone this. Not your team, not the other team, not anyone. What we just told you about the strategies of the fight pickage. And he's like, okay, cool. Uh, Justin Wren says, yo, I can't fight Scott Junk because we're roommates. Uh, They say, all right, we get it. We'll find you another fight. How do you feel about people not fighting each other because they're roommates? Um, I feel like in competitions like this, it's going to have to happen. You're probably going to have to, at some point, need to force yourself to put away your like emotional attachments in order to like win a competition. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time in sports. I'm a big baseball person. I see like you know teams play each other where you have like two brothers on opposite teams. You're going to have to like play for the team you know because you're getting paid to do this (laughs) um Um, i yes i mean in this competition you're not getting paid yet but i mean you know there's still stuff on the line where you know you have to come out as the best and in order to be on the top you're going to have to probably fight your friends at some point if they're fighting for the same thing as you i get what you're saying but there are there's a few differences between baseball and fighting. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, plus, like, on a baseball team, for example, you're already on the team. That's on, true, yes. On the Ultimate Fighter, you're trying You're trying to make... You're not even a UFC fighter yet. You're trying to make it to the UFC. And I, I get where uh, Justin Ren is coming from. I don't want to crush my partner's dreams just yet. I know I'm going to yeah. have to do it eventually, but it just maybe just not now. <laughs> That's fair enough. I actually, for this part, I was actually really impressed with, like, Rashad actually listening to him. Because I, be- I felt like, you know, if he had brought this up to, like, Rampage, if he was on Rampage's team, Rampage would have probably made fun of him for it. <laughs> Dude, we'll get to that asshole in a, in a minute. <laughs> uh, fuck. And now we get a Team Rampage training session, and they do the same thing. Uh, Rampage uh, walks in to the gym, kicks out Roy Nelson, and kicks out other members of Team Rashad. Uh, they do the same thing with that Team Rashad did, which is like they hype fighters that haven't been mentioned yet. They hype Big Baby. They hype D'Amico. They... Those are the only two they really focus on, really. So, yeah. Pretty much. Big Baby is massive. He's he very green. He's not fluid at all, but he has power. Yeah, uh, every single uh, every single camera shot they had on him, Marcus was always just apologizing about <laughs> something he did, just because you know he doesn't know his own strength. Yes, he like punches a guy, and the guy goes flying away. He's like, "Oh shit, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> uh, D'Amico's, as Rampage puts it, he's just a bigger version of Rashad Evans. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you know what? I, I wish I was a bigger version of, of Rashad Evans sometimes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, then, you know, you know, Rampage's training sessions, they don't have much training in them. But no, they really don't. Yeah, it's just Rampage sitting, having a sit-down interview and going through a few jokes. Back to the house we go. Justin Rand and Scott Junk, members of op- opposing teams, are talking about the Team Rashad meeting. Uh, Scott Junk reveals Matt Mitrione told me this, told me about your guys' meeting, and he asks Justin Ren, what did he say about us fighting? And this is when it is revealed that Matt Mitrione, Matt Mitrione spilled the beans. JD, what did you think when, when that happened? Uh, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, I mean, everything I could say pretty much got covered in the episode when everyone was just talking about like you know why would you do this there's no advantage to this there's like you know exactly what Rashad said later on when you know Matt went to go confess to Rashad and Rashad pretty much just said like that's basically like going to war against another country and then telling that country where you're going to attack them at like I think that was like a really <laughs> accurate analysis of that. Um, I can go on for days about this, but I, did you did you actually think? Did you have that theory that others had on the team where they thought Matt Mitrione didn't want to fight Big Baby, and that's why he he did this? So to be on- Team Rashad to be is on- forced to to switch up the the competition. Yeah, to be honest, I actually don't know but that's probably because i don't really know his character too well i haven't seen all that much of him aside from like the occasional like here and there camera shots of him talking about stuff so mm-hmm. um i couldn't really tell if this was just a dumb moment or if he had something going on but i think you know now that everyone else on the team was like starting to theorize it i mean i don't really want to throw it aside i don't want to be like oh no he couldn't do that but um (laughs) it's 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 possible i just don't know him well enough yet to know like what he's thinking right fair enough uh that i feel i feel the same way you do i i don't know him well enough to make a to make that assumption i just feel he's a a dumbass (laughs) (laughs) um the next day as they're as the boys are having breakfast Matt Mitrione apo- apologizes again, and the boys rib him about being a dumbass. And they give him the name, uh, well, Brandon Shop gives him the nickname, The Snitch. Which is the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep messing up, messing up my notes, but from what I remember here, Mick Sweeney's being a little bitch. And it was like, every, everyone else is like... Okay, you revealed fucking matchups. Who cares? <laughs> we can make other matchups. But Mac- <laughs> Sweeney's like, what the fuck, dude? Why did you reveal the fucking matchups? You ruined all of our fucking chances of winning. And I thought, Sweeney, you're not winning this. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Nothing is yeah. going to get ruined for you. you we, had- we've talked about him from his... um. From the from worst his fight, from he, the worst fight ever. Yes. Yeah, he pretty much. We talked. We talked about how he has like just like a cookie cutter personality he's pretty much just like i'm here to fight i'm here to win let's fight let's win let's only talk about (laughs) fighting (laughs) oh my god this dude is 
I hate. I don't want to say I hate James McSweeney because I don't know James McSweeney, but James McSweeney on this show is the worst possible character I've ever seen in my life. He's he just bitching about everything. He definitely has not given us like the thought that he has a personality outside of fighting you know we don't know any of his hobbies or anything we don't know like what he's interested in all we know is like his thinking about fights and like strategies and stuff like and nothing you know about what? who he is <laughs> i don't really want to know this but i want him to lose next episode and be out of the show immediately i just don't want to see him ever again right but whatever i guess we have to deal with him for the time being since he made it to round two uh let's see <laughs> i said and i quote in my notes mcsweeney on the verge of tears and the boys conclude mitrion doesn't want to fight big baby and that's why he did it uh on their bus ride to the gym brendan Shaw was like look i don't want to beat a dead horse but what were you thinking dude <laughs> why did you do this matt and then they give him the, the nickname meathead because he's a meathead and he's stupid and he doesn't think before he speaks Yep. Team Rashad training session. He goes into the coach's room and he apologizes. He explains the situation. Rashad is like, whatever, you know. We'll 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 make other matchups. Don't worry about it. But in the sit down interview, he said what you just said, and and that was that's like going to war with another country and revealing your your plans to them. Yep. Um, Brendan. In this in this segment, Brendan reveals he doesn't want a big fight in the in round one, just so he doesn't go in injured in round two. And then, <laughs> and then we get a shot of Team Rampage cons- conspiring in the bushes. Yep, yep. <laughs> they, they literally had to like go somewhere where they knew no one would find them except like the cameraman straying about (laughs) (laughs) the cameraman and they're wired up with mics so uh, (laughs) yeah the worst uh robbers in in history (laughs) uh i forgot what happens here honestly so if you have any notes on this please they no, they they pretty much just like you know rashad and his assistant coaches they made sure that no one else came with them rampage rampage and his assistant and his assistant coaches oh right i'm sorry no worries yeah we're um i was still thinking of like the rashad thing no um yeah no i um i've noticed in this episode rampage's assistant coaches have been like appearing more frequently because i think in the beginning it was just rampage because rampage was the personality but in this episode i noticed like there was a lot more shots of his assistant coaches yeah the uh, bald dude with a blonde goatee tiki (laughs) um they conspire the wishes oh one of the coaches says if they book if they announce big marcus fighting big marcus probably gonna kill someone out of anxiety (laughs) that's true we get a fight announcement uh 30 minutes into the show brendan shop versus demiko rogers we have not heard of Nimiki Rogers except for that hype video they did when Team Rampage was uh was talking about his fighters. Uh, Brendan Schaub, we if you guys probably know him from the Joe Rogan podcast, he's a frequent guest there. Um, Rampage is very happy about this fight announcement because he thinks Dimikos will easily beat Brendan Schaub, and they will get back control and they'll make the next fight. 
Uh, then we get more Rampage versus Rashad Evans trash talking. Yep. Anything you noticed about this trash talk? Um, not personally for me. It just pretty much seemed like the same old, same old. <laughs> they. I did notice that there was um there was some cars in this one though. Yes, they they focused on Rampage's car and his phone. Yep. yep. His Motorola flip phone. Was that product placement? I don't think it was. I think it was just his I, phone. Maybe for the Audi. Even I that, was, I, I, I don't know. Maybe. They didn't seem to uh, blur out the car company at all, so... Do they usually I, do that on TV shows? I think I think if, um... I think if, like, they didn't get permission to, like, put their logo on anywhere, they would have to, like, blur certain brands out. So, I think since they didn't do it in this one, I think maybe they had to, like, at least go to Audi and say, like, hey, this car's in here, can we put your logo in here? Maybe. I think it's... Maybe. Maybe. I don't know what the rules are in uh, <laughs> in Nevada, I think. But I think it was just to show off that, hey, Rampage has a lot of money, and that's, that's all you true, need to know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch what Rashad Evans's car was, but it does... Doesn't really matter, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they trash talk. Rashad Evans is like, ah, 3-0, fuck you. <laughs> and Rampage is like, alright, fuck you. <laughs> uh, and I put my phone away for some reason. Hold on. <laughs> we get a Team Rashad training session again. Brendan Shop reveals that his best weapon is his boxing, and Trevor Whitman, Rashad's assistant coach, tells him, alright, I want you to focus on the jab. Mm-hmm. Uh, they train him for ground and pound and takedowns, just in case he needs to defend himself on the ground. This concludes with Trevor Whitman emphasizing the jab. I skipped over a lot here. I don't know if you noticed anything about this, but this no, was... No, there's just lots of talk about jabs. <laughs> yeah, this was run-of-the-mill training session. I almost, I, I almost thought that they, like, they repeated a shot that they used. I don't know if you noticed, but, like, they. I feel like there was two shots of them, like, at the beginning, at the end of like brendan and his coach just talking about like okay i want you to use a lot of jabs and like the audio was almost the same too it was like the assistant coach saying like okay i want you to use a lot of jabs <laughs> maybe they've done that before i would have put it past them uh you want to talk about brendan shop for a bit because brendan shop is a interesting person um yeah he almost seems uh Oh, man, I don't actually know what to say for him. He almost seems like he's got a bit of a cocky attitude as well. Like, he's almost guaranteeing that he's going to win this fight, you know? Brendan Schaub, yeah. Brendan Schaub on this show and Brendan Schaub today is such a... There's such a big difference between the two. Uh, Have you ever seen Brendan Schaub on Joe Rogan's podcast? I have not. Have you ever seen Joe Rogan's podcast? I have seen his podcast. I just haven't seen any with him on it. You've probably... He's usually on it. You've probably seen him, but you never realized it was him. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude is so nice today. Well, hold on, hold on. Let, let me rephrase that. <laughs> the dude is so humble today, as opposed to this Brendan Schaub, when that when Kimbo walks in, he's like, no, fuck him, I'm going to fuck him up. Whereas today, I was going to say Brendan and Kimbo are best friends, but... You know, they were best friends, and uh, (laughs) 
Brendan Schaub has this good story about Kimbo from their time on the show where Brendan Schaub Brendan Schaub is has a big fight ahead of him and he's mm-hmm. going to sleep. He's trying to sleep. The rest of the guys are partying downstairs in the tough house. And Kimbo Slice knocks on the door and was like, Yo, Brendan, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> and Brendan is like, Am I dreaming? What the fuck is this? And Kimbo's <laughs> like, Wake up, dog. Hey, Brendan, wake up, dog. And Brendan opens his eyes and like, Kimbo, what do you want? And Kimbo's like, Downstairs, dog. There's this dude. He's talking about our people. And Brendan <laughs> is shocked. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> And Kimbo's like, yeah, yeah, there's this dude talking shit about our people. Let's go fuck him up. And Brendan goes, Kimbo, you realize I'm not black, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Kimbo goes, what? For real? All right, shit, go to sleep, dog. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> the best story I've ever heard. <laughs> and, and as he closes the door, Kimbo's like, that's why. That's what I like about Brendan, dog. You never can tell what he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, fantastic. <laughs> back to the episode. <clears throat> we got a team rampage training session this time. Uh, Tiki believes that Brendan Shaw will only do stand up. That's why they want Demiko to do takedown and ground and pound training. Demiko did not get to talk much. I have, oh, I have nothing of note to say about D'Amico's personality, unfortunately. It's a shame because I think he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was, um, he had, like, a small amount of shots in, like, maybe the first couple of episodes. I couldn't tell you which ones, but I felt <laughs> like he was going to have, like, that jokey personality, kind of like Rampage, where he's, like, you know, always laughing and joking about and stuff, but again, mm. he's he's nowhere to be seen, aside from, like, those, like, two or three camera shots he's been in before. <sighs> Man. <laughs> I we don't, really don't know I, much about these. I really guys. don't <laughs> remember him at all, and when they said D'Amico, I was like, Wait, who's Demi- who's Demiko? Right, right. <laughs> and they had to show him on camera to for me to realize, oh, it's that dude. I've never seen him before, but oh, it's that dude. Right. <laughs> um. In terms of personality, we we don't really have many at this point, despite the the hype videos or the hype segments that we had. Like you have Roy, which didn't get any camera time here, other than the recap. Um, we have. Mitrion, because he's a fool, and uh, we know that Scott Junk and just surrender our friends, and that's about it. Pretty much. And what is next, JD? Uh, I believe we have the fight coming up next. We don't do we? have the fight coming up. It's fight day. You know what's one thing I've noticed, like before this fight got started, is that um, before each fight, like all of the teams, they always go like hang out in the meeting room, yeah? Right. The thing I've noticed, which I feel aligns up with uh, the coach's personality, is that Rashad's team is always fighting, always practicing in their meeting rooms, and Rampage's team just lounges around and chats about <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I had a note about this exact thing. Um, even though... But but I, I agreed with uh, D'Amico's reasoning behind this. But we'll get to it. 
Uh, it's Brenda's birthday, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought it, I was confused as to whether it's well, Rashad's they said that. birthday. I, I, I don't know if that was just like you know, like a celebration tactic, like oh, it's your birthday, you're gonna win because it's your birthday, you know, like like the Fifty Cent song, like. <laughs> uh yes, of course. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when they said. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's someone's birthday, or it's a celebration tactic, or they just like Fifty Cent. Um, James McSweeney gives advice to Brendan Shop, and I said, "Fuck off." <laughs> Audibly. Team Rampage sits quietly as Team Rashad warms up and yells in the room next door. Mm-hmm. Here's the reasoning of D'Amico behind not training. He said, uh, I don't want to get warmed up and then sit down and get my hand wraps wrapped on because that's just going to bring my adrenaline down and that's going to cause a crash, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Why would I why would I do that and then get my hand my hands wrapped up? But then I thought, why don't you get your hands wrapped up early, mm-hmm. and then you can warm up? But yeah. I don't know if that's because the you get your hands wrapped by the by the Nevada State Athletic, Athletic Commission people. That's easy to say. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know if they would let him like get hand wraps er- earlier in advance. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what their uh, ruling is on that. But yeah, it's a it's a big contrast. When even when they're showing team team rampage training, you can hear team Rashad yelling in the background. Yep, yep. Then team Ramp- R- rampage Jackson specifically reveals Scott Junk as the team captain for team rampage randomly out of nowhere. He's like, "Yo, team captain, why aren't you, why aren't you helping this dude warm up?" And then Demiko chimes in with his uh, line about, oh, I don't, don't want to get warmed up before hand wraps. So yeah, at least we know who the team captain is on Team Rampage. I don't know what makes him a team captain, but okay, cool. Good for you. <laughs> I assume the team captain on Team Rashad is Roy, but you never know that team. Let's see. Yep. Fight day it is. The fighters make their rockouts. Josh Rosenthal is our referee for this evening. Round one. So, um, sorry, before the fight gets on, one, yes. another thing I noticed is that um, before every fight, or I suppose like before like the fighting actually happens, they do um, a side-by-side comparing the two fighters with like their numbers, their height, their weight, the you know, their the record tape. and stuff. Yeah. These two people, D'Amico and Brendan, their numbers were nearly identical. Virtually identical. They yes. were they were the same height. They were nearly the same weight, I think, and they had the same four and zero win to loss record too. And then I forget which the fourth number was, but I remember that was the same as well. The reach was like three inches apart. Yeah, which yeah. is a which is kind of a big difference, but not really, given the the circumstances of this fight. Like they're both heavyweights. Yeah. They're both as tall as each other. They both weigh the same. Even the ages. The ages were like a year apart. No, I think they were the same age. <laughs> Maybe. No, no, no. Actually, I'm sorry. You're right. They were a year apart. Yeah, they were a year apart, and they had they're both they were both undefeated for it now. So there you go. And there by the go. way, uh, tough fights don't count to your record. They count to your exhibition record because. For them to be counted to your record, they'd have to be live, and these weren't live, those were taped. And they don't want to announce the th- decisions live because that'll spoil the show. Uh, eh, it's all 
it's all, it's all stupid. Like, why? <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Round one. Demiko shoots, but Brendan counters and gets back on the feet. Demiko shoots for a takedown again and gets it this time. Uh, Demiko gets a crucifix like Ryan Nelson did, and he starts throwing elbows. But Brendan reverses and gets on top. Then Brendan gets a Darce choke and chokes out Demiko Rogers for a finish in round one. This was the fastest, the fastest fight we've watched so far. Uh, it really any, was. Any questions about the 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 outcome of this fight? Uh, no, I again thought you know this is finally the time when Rampage is going to get a win because Demiko <laughs> was going in really aggressively with the tackles. I thought you know it was going to be like. A scene, a scene that we've seen before. We've seen it in the first episode with, like, Abe and um, the wrestler guy whose name I'm forgetting. <laughs> but he had the glasses. He was kind of short. But, right. That you know, dude, yeah. Yep. That guy pretty much got on top of Abe and just went to town and won because of it. And then we saw it again with, like, Kimbo versus Big Country. Big Country got on top and just won for it. So I was thinking, like, you know, D'Amico got on top. Maybe, you know, Rampage was finally going to get a win. But, um... Brendan held his ground, and I thought the fight was a pretty good one. And then I was really shocked with the tap out at the end from the choke out because, uh, you know, D'Amico was like really controlling that fight and was. <laughs> I thought yeah. he was winning that one. Uh. I'm sorry to, th to say this, but I have no faith in Team Rampage anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to lose that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero faith in them winning any fights from now till the end of the season. So they only have, um, what, they only have like two guys on that team who haven't fought yet, right? And I don't think either of them are professional fighters. Marcus Jones was a football player, and then uh, I don't remember who the last person was. Yeah, who's the other guy? Uh, Junk, Scott Junk. Oh, team, yeah, Scott Junk. Team captain. That's right. <laughs> he's the only one I have... Not, I wouldn't say I have faith in, but he's the only one... With fighting experience? With fighting experience that you can really count on at this point. Uh, Marcus Jones is still a dark horse. Big Baby's still a dark horse. Yep. Um, I should probably ask you this before every fight, but you obviously thought D'Amico was winning. Yep. <laughs> um... <laughs> What about D'Amico's... Was there anything about his uh, like fighting skills that made you think he was winning? Or is it just the circumstances of the show that made you think he's probably going to get a win here? I think it was just... Um, I, I mean, for me, as someone who doesn't watch a lot of fighting, mm -hmm. I go into this and I just look at the results. I just look at, like, you know, what is being accomplished, who's, you know, on top, who is, like... Who seems to be getting in a lot more shots? And D'Amico was certainly—he seemed like he was doing—he was—he was getting a lot more in than Brendan was. He was getting his tackles down. He was landing a lot of hits. Brendan was landing a lot of hits as well. But um, I think D'Amico was just doing like slightly more than he was, and so I thought he was going to have like the advantage and you know take home the win in this one until yeah. the until the chokeout happened. <laughs> yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Uh. D'Amico was a lot more, uh, how do I hide it with this? He was he's very aggressive. <laughs> unorthodox, yes. He's, yeah. uh, comes at you in your face, rowdy, fucking brawls with you. Uh, Brendan is more technical, I would say. Yeah. And he has 
the jujitsu skills to to like defend himself on the ground, which as we saw, it got him the win this time. It did. Yep. Um. After the fight, man, this was sad. Yeah. This was really weird. Uh, Team Rampage never comes into the cage to help out their fighter get like get back on his feet. But this is immediately after the fight. Not even, uh, you know. Not even after the after everyone is settled. Uh, Team Rampage doesn't come in. Team Rashad has to go in and console Demiko, which is also like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Where's Rampage? And Rampage and his team were sitting right there, like right outside the cage, just looking at this. How do you feel about Rampage Jackson now? I still think it lines up with his personality. I've I've said it before. I've noticed it before, but I feel like, you know rampage only cares about like the big names and stuff and <laughs> if you're if you're not one of those like well-known guys that are like headliner names then he's probably not gonna pay much attention <laughs> this threw me off because the entire episode like up up until before this they were they were very friendly they were jokey they were laughing together him and Demico, rampage and Demico. it seemed like they were getting along very well yeah and then he does this, and I'm like, huh, what the fuck? So this struck me as, I wouldn't say out of character. Maybe, maybe I would say out of character, but it, it just didn't make sense to me. Right, right. Um, Rampage can't believe someone tapped out to a Darce choke. Okay, Rampage. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Not like you haven't tapped in your life. Um, Rampage shakes brendan shop's hand though that that's all good yeah but he doesn't console his fighter then rampage says i don't believe in passing the guard and this is when i was like all right <laughs> rampage you're just doing this for the show at this point you're just talking yeah, yeah. talking all the shit that's rule number one when you're doing jiu-jitsu classes you always pass the guard you never want to be in the guard of your opponent because they can control your body if you're not and for those of you that don't know what passing the guard means if I, if me and JD were fighting, and his legs were around my body, and I was trying to punch him, he can control me with his legs because he has a grip around my body. But if I pass his legs, if I go over his legs, and now I'm on his side, he can't control me anymore. You know what I mean? So, yeah, passing the guard would be important if you're on top because you don't want to get submitted. And Brendan Schaub was good enough to... Like counter the counter the the Demico being on top without guard, but if Demico was in guard, Brenda Shop would have had a much easier job submitting Demico, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pass the guard, punch your opponent, and you win. But unfortunately for Demico, this did not happen. And Rampage saying, "I don't believe in passing the guard," just tells you the kind of coach Rampage Jackson is. Yeah. Rampage then immediately calls a coaches meeting and he tells them, hey, we're teaching these kids way above their level. We have to go down to their level and teach them that way because they're all green and we're experienced and we can't have we can't be teaching them our experience because they just don't get it yet. We need to go back to the basics. And these and this is where I stopped writing notes. Please feel free to chime in as I vent about rampage jackson <laughs> nope that's pretty much everything i've got too 
Rampage. You can't blame your students or teammates or whatever they are. You can't blame right, your team right. for your coaching style. Yeah. You know, I I don't want to like make this comparison, but it's the only one that I can like think of at the moment. I know there's like a lot out there that I could like use in this scenario, but the one I'm going to go with is uh let's talk like the dating life. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Go for so, it. So um sometimes when you're like out in the dating world you come across these people they can be both guys and girls who um we call them like nice guys and nice girls where they claim that they want to do like you know everything for their other person but the thing is they can't handle rejection so when they get rejected they start saying like oh well you know screw you and like you know i'm a nice guy i'm should be dateable <laughs> it's everyone else who is in the wrong here and uh-huh. so like i start to think like if ever if you keep like going after people and like you get the same you get the same result every single time then the problem probably isn't with those other people it's probably with something that you're doing and that's yes. what i feel is what's going on with rampage exactly like you're down four and oh you've had control over two fights and you can't figure out why shit isn't working. Like, maybe maybe shit will change after Rampage called that meeting and said, let's train to their level. But it's too late now. You know what I mean? Yep. Four of your fighters already lost their chance to be in the UFC. You have four left. And I don't remember any of them except Big, Big Marcus. And Scott Junk. Where do you think this is going to end up, Rampage? I, I know this is... I'm 10 years too late yelling at you, but where do you think this is going to end up? <laughs> your, your chances of being in the finals are not great, buddy. And um, I don't know. Treating your fighters like that won't get you anywhere in terms of uh, popularity or coaching. Yep. And the buildup to this fight back in the day was that Rampage was the good guy. And Rashad was the bad guy because Rashad was a uh, was the champion mm-hmm. in the UFC, and Rampage was the Japanese legend, or he was a legend. He was he wasn't Japanese, but he was a legend in Japan, and now he's coming to the UFC to prove himself that he could, that he's just not he's not just a legend in Japan. He's a legend everywhere else. Right. And the fans really wanted Rampage to do well because they wanted their their support for Rampage to be justified and. I'd... And yeah, he he is a good fighter. He was a great fighter in Japan, but he's just a shitty coach, and that's all I gotta say about that. Hate to end it on a somber note, so let's end it on <laughs> Roy Nelson rubbed his belly a bunch of times in this episode, that's, and that that's made me very happy. True. <laughs> <laughs> he even got a little chest bump with somebody too. Yeah, he <laughs> the other dude lifted up his shirt, and Roy Nelson was already naked and they just fucking <laughs> belly flopped each other <laughs> uh yes what a great episode jd what a it, informative what a, episode we got a lot out of this one there yes. is a lot to talk about in this one yeah it was very informative i got to know a lot of the fighters more in depth i got to see a good fight that ended a submission and uh yeah this was an entertaining episode all things considered. 
rampage aside. <laughs> and we'll catch you guys on the next one, episode 5, hopefully. See you later. Take care, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>